Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Wrestling Tonight podcast. I'm your host Blake. Here to give you guys the rundown of what happened on Raw and SmackDown Live post Money in the Bank. We'll start off with Raw looking at our Mr. Money in the Bank winner, Brock Lesnar, coming out and gloating to the fans on him coming in, doing nothing, winning the title. Not even winning the title yet, but winning the Money in the Bank and leaving. Him and Paul Heyman had a nice little segment going out there talking, telling everyone what their plans are, what they're going to do. Seth Rollins took a little offense to that, came out, told Brock, said, hey, if I beat you once, I'll beat you again, so why don't you cash in right now and we'll see what happens. Kofi Kingston surprisingly came out and said, hey, I got to submit my legacy here so it can... You please cash in on me so I could beat you and show the world that you're not all that. So we go on from there. They set up a nice main event tag team. Universal champ, WWE champ, going uh, against Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley. Those two end up picking up the win, Rollins and Kingston. And Brock Lesnar comes out at the end of the match, telling everyone that he was going to cash in tonight. They're going to let the world know who he's going to pick. And then as he starts eyeing the ring like the predator he is, he realizes that it's not worth it tonight. So him and Paul Heyman said they are both going to show up next week on Raw to let the world know who they choose, who they're cashing in on. So moving on from there, we have Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn. These two have been going at it again. For the last couple weeks now, Braun Strowman picks up a big win against Sami Zayn, putting him off. Ricochet and Cesaro put on a real decent match between the two. Ricochet's coming off of uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match. He took some tough falls going through the ladder at one point. Cesaro says, uh, let the kid fight, or he didn't want the kid to fight. He's telling him he's too soft, too weak from the bubble wrap generation. Ricochet took a little offense to that and went out there and fought. Wasn't victorious though, but he did put on a fight. And that was all that matters between them. Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns. They, moving forward, these two have their eyes glued on each other. Shane McMahon has, seems what it looked like to add Drew McIntyre to his list of associates. It's like a throwback to the Mean Street Posse. It's a, I don't know how I feel about Shane running this. Shane's a heel, which he should be, but starting to have people fight his battles is where the lines are getting uh, drawn at. The Miz has shown that he is not done with Shane at all, which Leads to a match later between McIntyre and The Miz. But yeah, Shane and Roman are going one on one at the Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. I'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast and all the details with what's going on there. Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss are together. Uh, Nikki Cross co-host is the moment of bliss who's had the raw women's champion becky lynch on there 
which that quickly got interrupted by the Iconics and Lacey Evans, which sets up a six-woman tag team match. Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss all get the win. I don't think Alexa Bliss even stepped foot in the ring that match, but hey. You got the job done with the women's champ, the man, and Nikki Cross. Before we get to the new title, Mick Foley debuted, we'll start off saying Samoa Joe let off his displeasure about his loss, Money in the Bank. Turns out that Rey Mysterio got injured. He separated his shoulder due to the attacks of Samoa Joe after the match. So, next week on Raw, the status of the U.S. title will be talked about. So, we'll see what happens there. They'll most likely vacate it. And we'll set up like a title match at Super Showdown. We'll see. Who knows? Anything else? Uh, Usos, Revival. Those two had a real grass. Probably match of the night on Raw. This Raw is very good. It didn't disappoint. The I seen the viewership went up about almost six, seven percent. That's really good. But yeah, Usos, iconic or Usos Revival, not the iconics. But Usos Revival, big win by the Revival here. Long match, Usos. Coming off the win against the SmackDown Live Tag Champs, Dan O'Brien and Rowan. But drop a roll-up pin to the Revival. We'll see what goes from here. Revival had the upper hand finally against the Usos. Maybe we'll get another match next week. Maybe these two lead to a title match against the Raw Tag Champs who have been missing the last couple weeks. We'll wait to see. Who knows? Lucha House Party. Been uh, trying to pick on Lars Sullivan and has been working out well for them. This guy remains to be on TV and it's god awful for some reason. I don't understand why they keep having him on here, but he does. Lucha House Party had the upper hand for a second and then Lars turned into what Lars does. Ends up just beating all three of them down. But we'll get into the biggest news of the night. The new WWE title that's going to be defended all over the brands. The WWE 24-7 Championship. A lot has been said about this already. I know a lot of people in the community are very upset. Which I don't understand why this gives a chance for the mid-card, the jobbers, all get a chance to be on TV, make some money, be a champion. That's just like the hardcore title back in the early 2000s. All the names held it. It was a title you defended 24-7. Literally 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you had a referee, you were able to defend this title. And they really showed that first night on Raw. Mick Foley, hardcore legend, hardcore title. So he came out and delivered a nice big speech about this title to make it mean something. I don't get why the crowd just turned on once they seen the title. It's a title. It's not going to be as great looking as the Raw and Women's Champs. It's not going to look good as the SmackDown 
live women's and men's championship. It's not going to look good like the Intercontinental title. It's a title. It, it's going to, the way to build prestige is to make you guys care about it. And you guys don't care about it. And that's what bothers everyone. These guys go in, put in work every day, like everyone else. And that's it. But anyways, we get to that. Titus O'Neil is the first champ of the first person to hold the 24-7 title. About 15 seconds later, tries to get backstage, gets rolled up by Robert Roode. And that's it. Robert Roode's new champ. Go on later in the show, R-Truth, which probably was a very good segment, was telling uh, Robert Roode, hey, come over here, hide, I'll help you out. So he gets him in the trunk of his car, Tells everyone else he ran the other way. They go after him. Then Robert Roode tries to get into the passenger seat of the car. And there's a referee right there. He goes, oh, what are you doing here? And then R-Truth bangs him off the car. Pins him. One, two, three. R-Truth is 24-7 title. So, moving on from there. We had all over social media. Drake Maverick, 205 Live manager. GM, manager of AOP, if he's still that, honestly, but goes all over the city where they're at, has flyers and telling everyone inside, hey, have you seen our truth Have you seen this man? He's 24-7 champion. I need to find him. And this is what's going to make the title so great. It's people like Drake Maverick doing all this stuff on social media, trying to find him. You're going to have other people get along in this when they see it growing. And it's going to turn into great. It's going to be greatness. So overall, Raw was pretty solid. It's been a lot better than what it was the last couple weeks leading up to Money in the Bank. But I'll say this is one of the better things. Viewership show that everyone hates Brock Lesnar, but he's views. He brings in the money. It's terrible to say. But you got to be an idiot to not realize that Brock Lesnar's money. So moving on from Raw, we go to SmackDown. It's another really good show. New Day opened up the show. Welcome back, Big E, who was off on injury, had to get surgery. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens come out, interrupt them, sets up a match for Sami Zayn, Kofi Kingston. Which had a surprise twist at the end. I'll talk about that in a minute. But we have a rematch set up from Money in the Bank. Elias versus Roman Reigns. Carmella versus Mandy Rose after what happened between them two in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Overall, this show was, again, it was another good one. So we go Sami Zayn. Kofi Kingston, one-on-one, title not on the line, but it didn't matter. Kofi got it, got the win, and then at the end of the match, surprise return of Dolph Ziggler comes back and attacks Kofi Kingston, beats the holy hell out of him, and just leaves his at. Kofi, as the fighting champ he is, the man that he is, gets up and walks away after being stretchered all the way to the 
on ramp. But we'll see how this goes from here. Ziggler did come out later in the night, told everyone why he attacked. He's saying it should be him instead of Kofi that the crowd loves and cheers. So at WWE Super Showdown, it's going to be those two going at it for the WWE title. And Ziggler said, I'm going to be the guy that you love. Then I'm going to be the one you do. So Ali and Andrade set up a nice little match. Ali picks up the win. I wish WWE didn't change these two names. Like Mustafa Ali and Andrade Cien Almas. They're not hard to pronounce. So you can pronounce them very easy. You can just call them Ali or an Andrade. But we didn't have to shorten their name up. Carmella Mandy Rose. Match did not finish. Due to R-Truth. He was in disguise. Due to Carmella helping him out. And... Since he's the 24-7 champion, he had his eyes peeled the entire time. As the entire roster comes running out at him, R-Truth runs through the ring and then runs backstage, which everyone's very confused by, so it didn't let the match end. Moving on from there, we had the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champs, Becky Lynch, Bayley, going on against Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. This was one of the better matches of the night. I'll say surprisingly Reigns versus Elias was match of the night here. But Bailey and Becky pick up the win. Champs state their place. Lynch is teasing on going back after her SmackDown Live title. So maybe she'll get another rematch in the near future. She does have a rematch clause. Bailey tells her she won't want to have it any other way. She said, bring it on. She wants all new challengers, which is good. Bailey's back on the right track. She hit a rough spot for a second, but she seems to have the steamroll heading again. So we had Reigns versus Elias. 99% of the time, Roman Reigns is going to win this match. 1% got me when... Elias hit the elbow drop, and I thought for that second Elias was going to win. But he ends up not winning. Shane tries to get involved, doesn't work out. Reigns spears Elias, one, two, three, tries to go after Shane at the end. But Drew McIntyre comes in, hits him with the Claymore, and that's how it ends. With McIntyre... Shane and Elias standing tall. Finn Balor had a nice segment in this. Talking about how he's feeling after the grueling match of Money in the Bank. And really that's the show for SmackDown. I'm waiting to see the viewership numbers. I'm going to say they went up to. But we'll wait to find out. Ziggler returning is big for SmackDown Live. New storylines. And their match at Super Showdown. I'll talk about all that in a minute. Superstar of the week. Something new I wanted to start around here to kind of give something to us. Maybe we'll start fan votes later on. But for this week, I'm picking your new SmackDown Live women's champ, Bailey. Bailey Sunday fought in Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's. Turns out wins. Later that night, I think they said an hour, 29 minutes. 
She cashes in on Charlotte Flair and picks up the win. So there are two matches, two big matches in one night. She turns out wins both. Comes into SmackDown Live, teaming up with the Raw Women's Champ. And picks up the victory against Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. She's the one that does the pin. So, yeah. I'm picking Bailey. She had a very strong week. She's back to being the lovable hugger that she is. And we'll tune in next week. See if she can defend it. Or see if someone else takes the throne. So, WWE Super Showdown. Kind of something I wanted to give a quick talk about real quick as we are building towards it. With the matches that have been given, we have IC Champ, Finn Balor, the Demon, Finn Balor. We'll be going one-on-one. Against Andrade for the Intercontinental title. That's going to be a fun match. Then we had announced last night. Champion Kofi Kingston will be going one-on-one with Dolph Ziggler for the WWE title. Again, those are two grueling Iron Horse men right there. That's going to lead to a lot. Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. One-on-one match. Nothing spectacular just yet. Maybe they'll add a stipulation later on. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. A very oddball being thrown out there, but who knows what can happen. Two big men fighting. Triple H versus Randy Orton in a non-sanctioned match, which these two have gone at it multiple times. They seem to be on good terms as of late, but... We'll see what happens in the build-up to this. Triple H is coming off of beating Batista at WrestleMania. So maybe he gets up another win against Randy Orton of Evolution. And who knows? Maybe down the road or next time they go to Saudi Arabia, he ends up fighting Ric Flair to see who's the best of Evolution. We'll wait to see. I hope that last one doesn't happen. I don't think Ric Flair could take a spine buster, especially after being in and out of the hospital lately. But he seems to be doing good. Then we have a 50-man battle royale. The largest ever. They can't call it a Royal Rumble because WWE trademarked the Royal Rumble. So it'll be a battle royale. And then the last match will probably be the main event of the night. Is Goldberg versus The Undertaker. And I've said this multiple times before I started this, is I don't like when legends return. Especially someone like The Undertaker who had his legacy and then everything he built up. And it just seems to be diminishing as we speak every time he returns for a match. Last year when he returned to face Triple H, and then when he faced Shawn Michaels and Triple H with Kane, it was just... I want this guy to be relaxed, but I know heading to places like Saudi Arabia where the oil money is given into him, that's a, I would not even turn down a $35 million paycheck if that's what's given out, if that's even the right number, but we'll see on that when that comes out. 
But yeah, it's hard to trade down money. I know that's why Goldberg's coming back versus the Undertaker setting up a legendary match that should have happened almost 20 years ago. But an interesting take on this. Just announced today, Kevin Owens said he doesn't want to participate in this. Last year when they went back in, I want to say November, October-ish, a number of men said they didn't want to travel there due to what was going on at the time. Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Roman Reigns, your biggest names of the company, said they didn't want to go there. WWE Stones up going there. I didn't watch that pay-per-view due to the time, but I watched the first one when it happened, and it was very good. So, Roman Reigns is announced on this card already against Shane. Kevin Owens is the only name that's come out and said so far, quote-unquote, Rumor, which we are not for sure yet on the truth, but that's what's being said. I don't blame him for not going there. He doesn't feel comfortable, and his close friend, Sami Zayn, can't go there because of the stuff that's going on between the Saudis and the Syrians. So... Maybe he's doing that for Sammy. Who knows what he's doing it for, but we'll wait to see. But, yeah, that's really it for that so far. I'll talk about it again next week if more is given out for it. We have seven matches so far. It starts at 2 p.m. Eastern on June 7th, so we'll wait to see on how long this is going to be. I believe the first time they went there, Crown Jewel was around. Almost close to five hours long. So I started work at 4 p.m. And I watched the first two hours of it. And I came home and I still watched like another three hours of it. But I enjoy pay-per-views like this. This is like what they said back in the day. This is your in-your-house shows. These aren't your everyday pay-per-views. These are going to have some crazy matches as we see already looking at the card. These are going to have some good ones, some legit ones, some odd ones. But all along is, the, the show's good, the show's good. It's hard to hate it. I know we have a lot of people that don't want to give it their time due to what's going on. But if you enjoy this product, you sit down and enjoy it. So, that's all I have to say from this. Episode 6 wrapping up. Instagram page is at Wrestling Tonight Podcast. All one word. Twitter is at WT underscore podcast underscore. These are going up again on YouTube. I'm still trying to figure out everything on how to upload it to all the other stuff. But yeah, it's episode six. I'm your host, Blake. I'm out. Peace.